millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I've, uh, I've been in a bit of a black hole of despair, so I have taken action to try and claw my way out of it. Yeah. One of the things I've done is I have deleted Twitter and Facebook off my phone, and I'm going to try and live for a, a month without those things. So you're looking on your laptop a lot instead, then, are you? I've logged out. I've even oh, logged out I, on my laptop. Okay. Yeah, wow. yeah. This is how seriously I'm taking it. I've changed my Twitter bio to um, "Gone Till November." Gone till November. Like good. the song. Yeah, very good. Yeah. And it's my intention not to go back on there until November. Maybe, maybe longer. Who knows? And are you just going to see how it makes you feel, or other reasons? I'll tell you what it's made me feel is bored. I've had, <laughs> I've had two baths today. Now I know what I'm doing with all my time. Usually I'm just looking at Twitter and Facebook endlessly. And, and now I don't know what to do with myself. Instead of looking at Twitter, I've just been reading the news endlessly, which isn't making me any any less miserable, I don't mm, think. No, but uh, so. if anyone from Newsnight is listening, if they need somebody last minute who knows all the news. Right, you're the man. Yeah. yeah. If, or, or if anyone's listening to this and they know somebody who's just come around from a coma mm. and they need filling in on everything that is going on, mm. I'm the man because I'm just on a constant tour what you can't of the give, news websites. What you can't give is everyone's opinions on the news. Exactly. <laughs> but I think that's probably a good thing. Exactly. Um yeah, I, I don't know what to do with all the time. I'm, I'm going to try and catch up on a few things that I've been lax with, things that I've let slip, bits of admin that I haven't done. It occurred to me the other day that I never did the ice bucket challenge. <laughs> Somebody challenged me in 2014. I was right. very busy. Right. Never got re- Well, it is, but then if I did it, I uh, couldn't put it on Facebook or Twitter. Not till November, no. So what, what's the point? Mm. Um, yeah, it's a funny, funny, old, funny old time of it uh, recently. I've not, not, not been doing so great. Um we received an email from a listener who was so concerned on hearing about my current diet mm. that they, they were worried I was going to get scurvy. Yeah. And I just want to say that since I received that email, mm. I have been eating a satsuma every day. One a day. Well, maybe every other day. Okay. Better than nothing. That's great. I love a satsuma. Yeah, I just think, as I've said before, 
Like, why does anybody bother with oranges these days? Well, I, I, I agree with that because oranges are much more difficult to eat. But doesn't it bug you how satsumas have all got different names? Satsuma, Clementine, tangerine, Clementine, tangerine, Easy Peeler. Tangerine, yeah. <laughs> There's too many names for what is essentially the same thing and it really gets on my nerves. You, you are right. But, but I, I, I don't understand why oranges still exist. Yeah, it's just like it's like the old-fashioned version that we don't need anymore. Yeah, yeah. Because nobody's thinking mm, that satsuma was nice, but I wish it was harder to peel and had more pith in it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's you can't not... you can't do that thing though where you put it in your, the whole thing on your mouth, then open your mouth and you can just see the peel. True, that, I mean, that is a classic. It is, a, it is a mm. classic. Um, is a satsuma basically just a, a genetically modified orange? I don't know the answers. I suppose my question is, do did things like satsumas and clementines and, and all those others exist in their own right? Or did orange farmers think, it's a lot of faff peeling these things mm. and breed the little one? I don't know. How do you breed a satsuma? <laughs> breed the little one. I don't know. And then they bred them until they were easy to peel and called them an easy peeler. Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing so. I'm a big fan of gen- genetically modified food. Well, if it gave us the easy peelers, oh my, yeah. yeah. People, people get hung up on it, but... Like sort of people like dogs, right? You like it? You got a dog. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are dog lovers. Yeah, aren't dogs just genetically modified wolves? Yeah, they are. And nobody's got a problem with dogs, apart from people who don't like dogs. Mm. But we don't trust those people. <laughs> There's something, something wrong with them. Unless you had a better experience with a dog, Mm-mm. in which case you have my sympathies. But you know, blame the uh, blame the owners. Yeah, not the dog. Not the yeah. dog. Um. Anyway, I'm not worried about scurvy. Good. I did think you could only contract it on the high seas. <laughs> on the high seas, is, is that is that not right? No, I think it happens in in this world. Because for the most part, I t- I tend to be on dry land. For the most, I tend part. to be a landlubber. Yeah, yeah. Did you used to think landlubber was landlover? Are they the same thing? It is the same thing. What do you mean? So if a pirate is calling you a landlubber, yeah, it's slang for landlover. You just love the land. Yeah. Hmm. So what is lubbing then? Why is it landlubber? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I'm into this conversation, like wanting to Google a lot of things. It's not very satisfying. Like we got all the questions and none of the answers. If a pirate is dating someone mm. and the person they're dating wants to take things to the next level, <laughs> and they say "I love you," do they, they then say "I love you," and then it it, it gets them out of gets them out of the you know, it helps them deal with the fear of commitment. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I don't know. Anyway, I am a a landlubber. Mm. I definitely wouldn't do well at sea for long periods. What I like is being on a boat just off the shore. So you can still see the yes, land. Yes, yeah, don't yeah. like big waves. I went on a, a ferry across the North Sea on January the 2nd one year and had a very bad experience. I broke a toilet. Broke a toilet? Mm. What, was it the waves were, like, was it that vicious, the waves? Everyone got, this isn't nice, but everyone got so sick, they closed all the shops and bars and everything. And everyone was confined to their cabins, apart from those few people who, you know, were on budget tickets and didn't have cabins. And those people were just in the corridors throwing up. The rest of us were in our cabins throwing up. And I was, like, holding on to the toilet seat as the boat was being flung around on the waves so vigorously that I broke the seat. No wonder you're a landlubber. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long, what year would that have been? 2005, 2006? Anyway, not that it matters. Would it be okay to say to a pirate, I love the land? Like, do they, you know, can you speak their language? Love, I love the land. Does I think that's that cultural way? appropriation. That's what I'm worried about. I think it would be, yeah. would be frowned upon. Okay, okay. Yeah. 
Um, I was just trying to think then, like when I think it's been at this point eight years since I last vomited. And it was maybe like eight years. That's so impressive that you know when it was. My wife is highly phobic Mm. of vomit, so she remembers. Oh, okay. So I'm not great with it, and I will go years and years. I think there's an episode of Seinfeld about vomit streaks, but I I will go years and years without doing it because my body doesn't like doing it. Um, But she is so phobic, she can remember the exact date of when she last did it and probably all the dates she's done it in her life. Really? Yeah, I'll tell you what's weird as well. Like any film, if she's seen a film before, even if it's... 15, 20 years ago, she'll remember if it has a vomit scene oh, in it. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's uh, it's called um, emetophobia. Okay. Do you know who else has it? Who? Charlie Brooker, the creator of oh, Black Mirror. Didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I think that's what that, that, that what presents me, uh, prevents me from becoming a pirate on the high seas. Not liking vomiting. Yep. Mm. Good enough reason. It's why, really, I'll never become an oligarch and have my own super yacht. <laughs> the only reason. I think yeah. it'd be fine if I was if I was above deck. I think if I can see the horizon, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Did you say there's a good um, reality show about? Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, someone told me that below deck is supposed to be very good, and it's um, it's it's inside the world of the staff on luxury yachts. But I have to say, I watched one episode, and it just didn't get me. But people do love it. What was wrong with it? I just didn't... I mean, I don't want to stand here and criticise Tanti. I'm sitting... I don't want to sit here and criticise TV show. It just wasn't for me. Like, it just... It, I think I went I went off the back of Selling Sunset, which I found incredible. Mm. And for me, it was disappointment. Mm. I don't know if I'll watch it. I'm just thinking now. Sorry, I got distracted because I'm thinking, what if an oligarch tweets me mm. and says, would you like to come on my super yacht? Yes. We'll stay close to the shore. Yes. No, but I'm off Twitter, aren't I, until oh. November? If he sends me a DM, I won't see it. <laughs> <laughs> I was genuinely going through my head of how, like, the possibilities of how you can get around this. And then I just thought, Oligarch isn't going to be tweeting you. You never know. You're fine. You're fine. Okay. You're fine. okay. Annabelle. Yes. What are you doing over there? I'm having a little drink of water, sorry. It's a hip flask. It's water, isn't it? it is Can wa- I smell it? it definitely, no, you can't smell it. It's okay. definitely water, yeah. Um, let's, let's hear what the drifters have been saying then this week. Okay, Dan says, I'm an electronic engineer and about 10 to 12 years ago, my company released a new product, an automatic sample changer for a scientific research machine. Incidentally, when people ask what I do for a living, it often triggers drifter responses as I veer between the beautifully vague electronic engineer and the far too detailed description, leaving people with eyes rolling. How can you tell someone your job is complicated to explain without seeming like you think that they're not smart enough to understand it? (laughs) It's a nightmare. Anyway, a tech support manager from the US came over to train me and a group of other engineers from Europe on the new product, but it never really worked, resulting in end of day calls to the team in the US to troubleshoot. After the training, there were still problems. And as I was the local engineer, it fell to me to work on it, keeping in close communications with the team in the US, as well as important people from the UK office. The manager of the lab, who I will call Dave, was particularly concerned about the product as the lab was used to demonstrate our products to potential customers. So the stakes are rising and I was doing more and more late nights in teleconferences and email exchanges on progress with the product. The email exchanges being the important part, of course. 
The the distribution of the email exchange has loads of important people in it. The research and development engineers, manager, the UK and Europe managers, lab manager. You get the picture. I was driving home late one day and I got a phone call, hands-free, safety first, asking (laughs) me what the email was about because it's kicked up a storm. I had no idea. So I stopped at the next services, fired up my laptop, fired up is misleading as it took about <laughs> 10 minutes or years to load up plus another five minutes or years for the 3g dongle to connect to the internet this was before i had a smartphone and i saw it in the email to the senior research and development engineer instead of typing blah 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 dave has a problem with it i had typed blah 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 dave has a problem with you <laughs> Cue a frantic session of attempted damage control. Thankfully, once the smoke cleared, everyone saw the funny side, but it took some time before my email paranoia went away. I'm still with the same company, so I guess it worked out all right. And the US tech support manager became my manager when I moved to the US to join the tech support team. I must have successfully repressed the memory, but it's now back and haunting oh, me. So great. Yeah. Okay, and this is from Anon. A few years ago, a good few years ago, I had just started a new freelance gig and was feeling keen to make a good impression, such as the endless like me labour of freelance life. I was asked to give a presentation to some of the senior members of the marketing team and allocated a room to set up in. Ideally, I would have liked a bit of time in there before everyone arrived to hook up my laptop, get the slides on the screen, etc, etc. But this unfortunately didn't quite work out and I had to set up in front of a table of not particularly excited looking marketing people. No big deal really, for the average non-drifter at least, until the screen absolutely refused to work with my laptop and the audience grew more and more irritated looking as my fumbling grew more and more pronounced. (laughs) To save the further awkwardness of actually going to get an IT person, I went into the system preferences menu on the computer and clicked on screen settings to see if anything promising looking was hiding in there. As I continued to scroll and fumble away hopelessly, all background chatter stopped and the room went silent. I continued to scroll. Somebody let out a scoff. I looked up from my laptop and saw that the screen had suddenly connected. Hooray! But what was on it? Not so, hooray. Uh, I have been recently forced by a friend to set up an online dating profile uh, and I spent hours of pain trying to take a decent selfie before chucking them all in a folder to worry about later. And there, on the giant screen, was that folder of me (laughs) in various positions of posed awkwardness for all to see, whilst my Mac helpfully asked if I'd like to make them my screensaver. (laughs) In an attempt to diffuse the situation and appear cool and chill about it, I rack my brain for something to say. To this day, I wish I'd found something, anything better than what I actually said next. Oh, those huh, could have been worse. <laughs> what? <laughs> the irritated slash amused marketing people looked at each other and back at me. I laughed awkwardly before it hit me. Now they all think I'm an amateur pornographer. And I had to spend the next hour giving a presentation. Let's just say it was the slowest hour of my life. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, share your stories of social ineptitude situations that still make you cringe many years later. Uh, as ever, our email address is hello at adriftpodcast.com. Annabelle? Yes. Another way in which you're not a fully functioning adult? Enemies. I could be wrong, but I don't think it's normal for one person to have quite so many of them as I do. (laughs) 
Bearing in mind, I only go to the supermarket, walk the dog and take my son to and from preschool. I mean, that's all I do. Imagine if I had hobbies or a social life or an office job. It would be like I was a tiller the Hun or someone, the amount of enemies I'd have. So in my life with a limited interaction with others, I am still racking them up weekly, probably. 50% of my neighbours are my enemy. For valid reasons, like spitting chewing gum in my garden, but also invalid ones like not parking their car exactly where I want them to and leaving a space only suitable for parallel parking, which is not my strong suit, as we all know. <laughs> my son has been to his new preschool just three times when I'd already made an enemy with a member of staff. On his fourth time, she made a fuss about the bag I'd brought his spare clothes in because it wasn't a plastic bag, even though it was the same bag I'd used all of last week. and She just wouldn't take it. There was probably a good reason, but she wasn't communicating it to me. So I may have got slightly irritated, but tried to cover it up. And I thought I did an OK job. But next time I saw her, wouldn't even look at me. So now she's my enemy. It was the same at my son's nursery. There were some issues at the start. I won't bore you with them for various reasons. And also I won't bore you, but I decided to move into the preschool. And I chose a nice one and they said they had availability. So I gave notice at the nursery. They then asked me to fill in a feedback form. I don't know what came over me, but I really let loose about all the stuff that I wasn't happy with at the start. (laughs) I really went for it. I really got it off my chest, completely forgetting that my son had another four weeks left there. (laughs) And I was going to bump into the people involved in my rant regularly. It was awful. They were polite, but I was obviously now their enemy. Yeah. And then the worst happened. I thought my son definitely did have a place at this new preschool, but it turned out I'd made some assumptions about that from a slightly vaguely worded email. And once this was cleared up, I had to wait three days to find out if there was definitely a place. It was agonising. <laughs> it was like waiting to hear if he had a place on that World War II kindergarten transport. <laughs> I might be getting carried away there. Let's just say it was like waiting to hear if he had a place at Harvard. Better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a lot better. Because I couldn't then go back to the old nursery and say, sorry, made a mistake, love it here, can we come back please? No, because we're now enemies. So my child would have to stay at home all day watching TV. No other alternative. <laughs> As it was, it was fine. But this is why you should never let anyone know that the, you're their enemy or they are your enemy. Just let them rack up and silently seethe. I think you'll agree it's the only way. <laughs> First things first, Mm. a drift live show. How does Tuesday the 27th of October at 8.15 suit you? Are you asking me? I'm asking you, (laughs) yeah, not just the listener. Let's go into the diary. 23rd. No, no, 27th. 27th. Yeah, at 8.15pm. Looks great. Great. I'm putting it in the shared calendar now. Great. Uh, My wife keeps knocking back other dates that I've suggested, that is in there. So if you're a Patreon supporter, um, here's what will happen between now and then. Maybe on next week's show we can talk about the sort of things maybe you would like us to uh, to talk about or things you might like to see on the live show. And then the week after that, we could talk about um, how you can watch it because we'll have to send out some kind of oh, a link yes, yes. to the Patreon supporters. Now, don't mm. go sharing it around. Oh, no. You've paid for it, it's yours. We don't want yeah. gate crashers. No, uh, no gate crashers, please, no. I mean, I'm pretty convinced only about three people will uh, go to the bother of clicking on the link and entering probably, the password or whatever you have to do. But We probably want gate crashers at that stage. Yeah, yeah. it'd be oh. nice to have some gate crashers. Yeah. But. So uh, I would like you to put that in your diary, um, block out that evening, yeah, cancel your social plans. Yeah. I mean, maybe there'll be some kind of uh, more stringent lockdown 
in place by then, so you won't have have to cancel any social mm. plans. You won't, you'll be glad of it. Yeah, yeah, thanks to look forward to. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I feel that what we just said is the only way you would look forward to this is that if the government took away all your options. Yeah, yeah that, well, that is what we said. Yes, yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> uh, so that's when it's happening. 8.15 on the 27th of October for our Patreon supporters. I'm, I'm quite excited about it. I am now that I know about it. It's definitely Good. happening. Brilliant. Definitely happening. That's uh, that's it. It's in the shared calendar. Once stuff goes in there, it can't come out. Nope. Unless it's got the words TBC or TBD mm. after it, the letters. Uh, right. So that's that. And and what about any more of the old uh, laughing on the outside, dying on the inside? Yeah, got some more of those. Mike in South Wales. I live in Barry, South Wales. So whenever I tell someone where I live, they always say, "Oh, what Barry Island?" Like Gavin and Stacey. Maybe I should say yes, just like Gavin and Stacey. As the truth is that although I'm not from Essex, I did meet my wife online and then later moved to Barry to live and get married. However, I'm a drifter, so my stock reply is always, what? No, never watched it. (laughs) Hoping that will kill off the conversation. Oh, Lizzie says, I had this a lot growing up. I'm sure people with a similar affliction will relate. I was tall for my age growing up, so I always got, oh, you're tall. Variants included, aren't you tall? Or, oh, I forgot how tall you are. There are only so many responses to this, including yes, I am, and you're right, I am. This unfortunately carried on to my uni years. I should point out that fully grown, I'm now five foot nine, so not that tall in the grand scheme of things. Things came to a head when, at the age of 22, a friend and I were having a chat seated on the floor at a party. When we both stood up to leave, he said, oh, I forgot how freakishly tall you are. Freakishly? The nerve! I took this comment so badly that I thought I would tell him to be a bit more sensitive the next time I saw him. Only when it came to seeing him again, the years of laughing on the outside, dying on the inside came to a climax and the repressed frustration came out in tears of hysteria. It all got a bit out of proportion. The friend was so mortified, he wrote an apologetic letter and drew a picture of himself wearing a dunce hat and a picture of me entitled, Lovely, Not a Freak. We lost touch. I haven't seen him for ages. Oh no! That's heartbreaking. It's nice to be reminded of the dunce hat, isn't it? Yeah, very much. <laughs> wow, I've completely forgotten about that. Yeah, my son is tall. Currently, he's in reception at primary school. and He's, he's the tallest kid in his reception. And I feel like that is some kind of personal achievement on my... I mean, as I've said, I'm not having a great time at the moment, so I've got to cling on to what I can, mm. accomplishment-wise. But I feel like it's a personal achievement on my part, even though I am... As I've said before, I used to be average. I am now short because the average changed. And my wife isn't tall either. But I can't help feel proud, but feel proud of the fact that he's tall. But I'm also well aware of the fact that give it another year or by the time he goes to secondary school he could it could all stabilize and oh. other kids will catch up and he'll just be average you don't want to get too excited about how height is power exactly because it might not work out that way but i do think height is power it's power it's power it's been proven yeah height is power i i blame a lot of my uh no pun intended shortcomings on on the fact that i'm just of an average and now below average height. Me i think too. i could have really gone places in this yeah, life yeah if i'd just been a bit taller mm. Yeah, and if I was two meters tall, you you're listening to this now, relating to my insecurities and you know how fallible I am. But honestly, you'd be cowering before me, <laughs> and that's what you'd want. Yeah. That's what you secretly would love. The world would be cowering before me if I was two meters <laughs> tall. 
Chief Petty Officer Emma Woodhouse mm. says, my father-in-law is in his 70s and is the kind of man who relishes making a joke. And we are often left groaning and rolling our eyes. I'd say he is absolutely causing people to laugh on the outside and cringe on the inside in most situations. When we visited them last week, he was saying he'd been for an eye test and told us, again, that he likes to have a little joke with the optician. His words. When they ask you to read the chart, I like to do one of two things. I either say, um, I can't quite make out that first one, or made in China. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks it's hilarious. I think we all know what the poor optician thinks. Oh. Just in case anyone is listening, I do like my father-in-law. He has lived quite the life, including a stint as a saturation driver. It's just that his jokes are awful. Um, I want to name one as well. This yeah, is from yeah. Duncan, who says, my name's Duncan, and almost everyone who finds this out says, Duncan Donuts, and laughs with an expectant look, as if I've never heard this before. I used to laugh along to avoid any awkwardness, but I'm so tired of it at this point. I just, <laughs> I just look at them blank-faced and wait for them to slink away embarrassed. If they go further and ask, ever heard that one before, I keep the same blank expression and say, no. <laughs> they hate it almost as much as I hate them and it's very much worth it though a couple of years ago this would have been impossible for me I have had some others that did actually make me laugh though Slam Dunk Duncan Disorderly Parliament Dunkadelic yeah, yeah. Thelonious Dunk or my favourite which makes no sense <laughs> Duncan D Basketball <laughs> oh dunking the basketball yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I get it <laughs> I enjoyed those. Yeah, it's, yeah. It makes me wish I was called Duncan. Yeah, me too. God, if I was two metres tall and called Duncan, oh, the, world would be the life I would have led. Yeah. Uh, yeah, keep sending those in to us. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. And uh, put that date in your diary or mark that date in your calendar, the 27th of October at 8.15. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Go. What do you mean? The hairdressers, the barbers, where does it go? Just in regular bin bags. <laughs> don't they just bin it? Yeah. So then at the tip, is there a special section for hair? I don't I've ne I've never heard it or seen it even. The hair bit of the tip. <laughs> I don't think hairdressers like take all the hair to the tip. <laughs> but maybe they turn it into wigs. Well, I know, so I know that's, you, you can buy hair extensions, things made yeah. out of, but I'm sure that isn't what happens to most hair. With trimmed hair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think very, like... very short wigs, little gerbils or something. So where is it going? Hmm. I have to find a hairdresser and ask Think about landfill. Yeah. Like, is, is a lot of landfill just human hair? <laughs> oh, my God. Does it, it must, it must break down quite easily. Is this what you've been thinking about all day? I think maybe you need to get Twitter back on your phone. <laughs> told you my theory that my hair has just slowed down well it doesn't grow anymore um this is my worry so I've, I've i've often thought you know whatever else is going on with you 
you might only be 174 centimetres, but you've got a good head of hair on you, nice and thick. Hmm. Firstly, I think the texture is starting to turn into old man hair. Just have a, have a feel. No, it feels nice. Do you think it's starting to feel like a bit like baby hair again, like an old man's hair? Well, yeah, it feels so- it does feel soft, but, but... too there's too so- there's soft and there's too mm, soft, isn't okay. there? Um, but I've, I've, you know, I've had long hair at different stages. I've had quite wild hair at different stages, but it's always it's always been quite thick. And then when this year came about and lockdown, and you couldn't go and get your hair cut, I thought, oh, I'll I'll end up having lustrous Samson like locks again, right? And it never really did that. Oh, okay. And then I'm thinking, has has the rate at which my hair is growing as it's 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 slowed down as it just given up like so much else in my body is it just like <sighs> i'm gonna be like the rest of you <laughs> yeah i don't know anyway i don't know why i brought that up okay let's think about the tip for hair mm. and then um i got, I got distracted mm. could talk about that um let's talk about telly you you uh you started watching cobra kai which i recommended to you yeah so when you first recommended to me a while ago you told me about it and in my head i thought I'm glad you're enjoying that. I'm never going to watch that. It's not for me. Right. The second time you mentioned it, I thought, he does really love this. Like, But I just know it's not for me. Mm-hmm. The third time you mentioned it was when Tom was there as well. Yes. And you were so enthused and your wife was so enthused. I thought, you know what? I I think I might give it a go. And because Tom was enthused as well and we struggled to find things we both like, I thought, we're going to do it. F- Ten minutes in, five minutes in. Great show I've ever seen. <laughs> Why is this? I, I agree, but I mean, I sort of think, I'm not sure if this is good or not, but I love it. What is it that's so great about it? For me, it? Yeah. I think it's extremely funny. It I is laugh, funny. It's... I laugh out loud more mm. than I do at most traditional comedies. Same, same, absolutely same. Yeah, extremely funny. I love a character who's rude. Yes. Johnny's extremely rude to everybody. Yes. I love it. I love how it feels, and I think you said this, it feels very 1980 Saturday Night TV. It feels very comforting mm. to me because it's it's like all the shows I grew up with as a kid where you watch like American high schools and, yeah. and they have those trays of food with a carton of drink. Everything about it, it, it reminds me of what I felt as a child America was like. Yes. So I love seeing that. I love the karate. Yeah, I mean, I'm have, guessing... have you thought about taking up karate? No, I was about to say, I'm guessing I think anyone has enjoyed mind. that show and not thought about it. I'm thinking as soon as this COVID's over, I'm signing up to a class. <laughs> There's also something really funny to me about a whole neighbourhood or a whole town <laughs> becoming obsessed with karate. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I absolutely love it. It's very undriftery in a way, though, isn't it? Karate or Cobra the, the whole Cobra Kai. Yeah, well, there's there's yeah. there's the odd nerd yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And there's lots of like nerds do well. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So you finished the first series. Done you're gonna get. Go, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really good. I love it. Thank you for recommending that. <laughs> I'm, I'm so pleased you're mm. you're enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't looked up if any of the characters are on Cameo yet, which is one of my favourite hobbies at the moment. Oh. Looking up which famous people are signed up for this app called Cameo, where you can pay anything from a few pounds to hundreds, if not thousands of pounds to have a famous person record a video message for you. Mm. I did it for my friend for his birthday. Yeah, I got uh, Willis from Different Strokes <laughs> and John Boy from The Waltons Amazing. to record messages. It's so good. It's a brilliant. This gift. is we're not advertising them. This is just no. uh, just talking about it. Mm. Um, it was my friend's sixtieth, so you just get to message these famous people. So I messaged Willis from Different Strokes. Mm. I think it cost forty five pounds, 
and I gave him an outline of what to say, he sent back a video within about 10 minutes. Is it that quick? It was so fast. Wow. And then when I woke up the next morning, he'd sent two more because he's <laughs> a perfectionist. Oh, what a guy. He's just some guy in his living room. Amazing. Yeah, doing it on his phone. Yeah, yeah. And it's a great way of earning money if you're them. But yeah, it's brilliant. John Boy t- took a bit longer, but what he, you know, what he lacked... In speed of reply, he more than made up for with duration of message. Right. How long was it? I mean, it felt like it went on for longer than an episode of The Waltons. <laughs> was he saying goodnight to a lot of people? He did at the end. Right. He did at the end. Of course he did. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was fun. I also tried to get Ralph Mel from uh, Happy Days, but he, he didn't respond in the time frame that I was able oh. to. But, you know, he's on there, as is Potsy. Wow. I wonder if they speak to each other. If they don't, wouldn't it be great to get one of them to record a conciliatory message? <laughs> <laughs> there are some real nobodies on there too, though, which mm-hmm. which I enjoy. You know, people I, I I literally haven't heard of, and when I've googled them, it's not like they've got very much going on. Mm. Why don't you go on there? Oh, I think even like by the standard of a nobody, I feel way, I feel way below that. <laughs> Co-host of podcast, yeah. former radio presenter. Yeah. No, I think this is this is my point. I think some people of that level are on there and charging upwards of twenty pounds a message. Why don't you put yourself on there but charge like six thousand pounds? <laughs> Because, no. I'm fascinated to know what the bar is. But why would I do that? I'm just humiliating myself. Do you remember when somebody set up a Wikipedia page for you Mm. and then a bunch of Wikipedia editors, because this is the way it worked, reviewed it and decided you weren't notable enough to have your page? And we did a big campaign to keep you on there and it succeeded. Yeah, because they said that if it gets taken away from you, that's it, it can never be reinstated, which felt like a weird rule. Yeah, because if, for example, you shot Prince Philip. Yeah, if, for example, (laughs) then they wouldn't be able to do anything about me on Wikipedia. Their loss. Yeah, I wonder if we maybe had the wrong end of the stick with that, or yeah, it's been that, revised since two thousand and six or whatever yeah, that, that was. I think it's changed since then. But yeah, that was it. So, but I think if you're notable enough for Wikipedia, have you seen Wikipedia? <laughs> have you seen Cameo? <laughs> true, true. Okay, six thousand pounds. I'm not doing it. Why don't you do it? Um, I've got. Uh, I'm, I'm, I've deleted the app off my phone uh, along with Twitter okay. and Facebook. Um, hey, we should. I tell you what, we should talk about. Mm. Your venture. Yes. So this is something we've known about for a while, because mm. Annabelle, Annabelle told me. Mm. And two, nearly two years ago. Yeah, Annabelle told me this idea, and it's one of those where I just thought, that is a great idea, and I thought, she'll never do anything with it. <laughs> and you're about to prove me wrong. And look at me today, two years on, launching on the 7th of October, which is the day the podcast comes out, I think. Yes, it is. Wednesday, Wednesday the 7th of October. Um, my new website is launching. What's it called? It's called getgetgot.com. And what's the idea? The idea is when you do something new for the first time, there's a list of things you need to get. This is a list of things that you need in order of popularity. And I am starting with the one thing, the only thing that I'm currently an expert in, and that is things you need for a baby. It's great because, I mean, a baby is, is one that I think that people will find really helpful. But I know when I was getting the stuff to sort out the podcast, I had no idea what equipment we needed. And I must have spent weeks researching it all and asking it all. And if that was the example, mm. you'd just be able to go to this website, click the click podcasts yep. on Get Get Got, and it'd give you a list of everything you needed yep. in order of how much you need it yep. based on people who do it yep. say you need it. Yep. Yep. And that's how it is on this. You launch it with the baby stuff. Yep. So, for example... 
100% of people mm-hmm. and you've got a panel like on Family Fortunes. I've got a panel. Yeah, it's based on sort of research of everything online, all the sort of the major checklists online and then a, a, a large panel of people. And 100% of them say you need nappies. Yep. That was a surprising number to me. <laughs> yeah, but I told you about elimination communication, didn't I? When you just look at your baby's eyes and you know when they want to do a poo. It's a thing, apparently. It's not enough of a thing for it to be statistically <laughs> significant enough to knock that number down from 100%, though, is it? Not yet, no. Yeah. no. But it's, it's a really good idea. And I'm so impressed that you've got around to doing it because you and I are the sort of people who... I think we'll often have ideas and mm. then it's just all too much. You know, they say uh, 1% inspiration, 99% perspiration. Yeah, yeah, we don't yeah. like to perspire you. No, it? no. We like to be inspire, but not perspire. But this was, yeah, this was a lot of work and that's why it's taken me so long. Yeah. And, and you can look at it as, as of now. Yeah, go on podcast, it. And what I love about it too is there's loads of your personality in it. So you've written blog entries. Mm-hmm. It's, it's funny. Um, so even... I mean, I guess we're asking the drifters a favour in a way to go and click onto it. Have a look. Just have a look. Ah. And and it, we're not saying, like, go and have a look at this. It's rubbish, but it'll help Annabelle out. Actually, it, it will help out somebody you know. If you're pregnant. Oh, uh, if you're pregnant, forget about it. This is pregnant, great. Yeah. Or if you've got a friend who's pregnant or yeah. any kind of family member. I do honestly think it's really, really, really yeah. useful. Yeah. And then if you're not in that situation, maybe you will be one day. But at the, at the moment, it's just go and have a look at what Annabelle's made and read some of Annabelle's writing. Have a nosy and get the answer to the question of what has Annabelle been doing for the last two years? <laughs> because this seems to be putting much out there. Um, but it's 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 all there. And I'd really love... Would you love to know what people think of it or do you not want to know? That's what I was going to say. I would absolutely love to have any kind of feedback. Love that. It'd be really, really helpful to me. What if it's constructive criticism? Don't mind. Fine. Really? Yeah, honestly, don't mind. Because I'll be honest, I always say I like constructive criticism. <laughs> what I like is praise. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> What I want is constructive criticism balanced with praise. So you'd say, I love this, this and this. Have you thought about doing this? Well, they call it a, p- a poo sandwich, don't they? Uh, yeah. You say something nice, then say what you really want to say and then say something nice again to, to f- sort yeah. of couch it or frame it all. Yeah, so feel free to give me one of those. Yeah. Okay, but but um, it's it's a really good idea. The idea that if, you, if you're starting out and you need to do something, here are the things you need in the order in which you need them. What a brilliant idea. I love it. This is just the beginning. Mm. And what a beginning as well is because, you know, it's the, the beginning it's for everyone, the, being yeah. a baby. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I thought so about So you that started way. at the yeah. beginning. I truly did, yeah. I look forward to when you eventually get onto euthanasia clinics. <laughs> And well, then your life's work will be complete. Exactly, yeah. Um, so, so once again, it is get, 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 sorry, get, get, got. Yep. Dot com. Yep. And do, do you need to type www? You do. Really? I don't know. No, you don't. This <laughs> you is don't. A, Annabelle, you, you're trying to become a dot com millionaire. Do you want to be a millionaire? A trillionaire. Yeah, you don't need to type in W. You have to type in H T T. Just type, just, just type in get, get, get. It'll do, the, it'll do all that for you. <laughs> It's, it's, it's not, you've got that wrong. It's, it's supposed to be a colon, isn't it? Colon. Yeah. I was doing a joke from Cobra Kai. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> when he reads that. Oh, my God, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Look at me doing jokes from Cobra Kai. That's how much I love it. Getgetgot.com. <laughs> uh, get, it's Annabelle's new baby. Um, will you give away any equity in it to me? Yeah, sure. Do you think it'll be a unicorn? Pardon? 
It's when a, a website becomes so popular you can sell it for a billion. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even know that expression. It's so far-fetched an idea. But Have you listened to that podcast from a few years ago, Startup? Yes. Yeah. yeah. This is what I'm saying when about equity and unicorns mm. and things. Mm. I listened to that. And didn't take anything away from it, nor have I done with anything with the information I found in it, unlike you. But it's brewing away in there somewhere. Somewhere. Getgetgot.com yeah. uh, is Annabelle's website. Let us know what you think of it. Um, and uh, Annabelle is, is welcoming constructive criticism. Mm, yes. Quandary Corner at the GLAP Clinic here in Problematic. If you become a dot com billionaire, can can you get one of those super yachts and then we we could do <laughs> problematic? It could be the problem deck oh, yes. from the deck of your super yacht. I, don't, I can't think of any reason why we wouldn't mm. do that. Yeah. Would you have a big slide off the back of your yacht going into the ocean, then some rubber dinghies and rubber rings and dirigibles to play on in the ocean at the bottom? Why wouldn't I? <laughs> of course, of course you would. <laughs> you don't have a slide on your super yacht. You've not done it right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Would it be the type that you can land a helicopter on? Mm, I've been in a helicopter once with you through work and I did not enjoy it, if you remember rightly. I don't remember. I remember being in it with you, but I don't remember your, you having a strong opinion on it one way or the other. Bit, bit too dick? up and down for my tastes. Mm, mm. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, for now, we're still in the attic. Unfortunately, Annabelle's not yet in a position. I mean, maybe by the time the podcast comes out, investors could be clamouring by yeah, that point. Maybe, Um but uh, uh, um, we're still in the attic. Yep. If if you became a billionaire, would you buy next door so we could knock through and have a big attic? <laughs> I thought you were going to say knock through and have just like a big house for us all to live in, like a little commune. I was quite surprised. But uh, yeah, we, I could do that. You are one of the few, but I'll be honest with you, mm. the thought of anybody moving into my street is horrifying to me. But if you street. moved into my street, I would be pleased. That's that's a great compliment. Thank yeah. you. Like, I, I don't think there is a single other living person I could say that about. Wow. Yeah. I'm very honoured by that. Thank you. A few dead ones. <laughs> um, historical figures mainly. Yeah, right, okay. Yeah. Louis Pasteur. <laughs> of course. <laughs> that saying. Sorry, go on. Right, first right, problem. First one. Um, this has got a profound C in it. I'm not quite sure what to do. It's the S word. What do you want me to do with this? Oh, say it. I mean, I, I said the word poo before to, to not say the S word, yeah. but why not? Let's live a little. I feel uncomfortable saying Don't it. Don't say it then. Maybe I'll... But I, I kind of have to. Anyway, I'll, see what, I'll just see what comes out of my mouth when we come to it. Okay. From Saskia. I am currently on the hunt for a new flat and it has been rubbish. Any flat I like is either too expensive, nowhere near the right location, or when I inquire, someone has already snatched it up. All that is stressful enough without the added horror of constantly speaking on the phone to various strangers. Before this incident, my phone talk with housing agencies has been okay at best and I managed to get through it. That is, until a few days ago. I got an email alert for a new flat in my price range and in one of my top areas. So I quickly called the agency and I got the answering machine. As I began explaining my interest in the flat, all seems to be going well until I mess up on one word, just one. And instead of quickly correcting myself like a normal, verbally competent person, I panicked and the rest of the voicemail went a little something like this. Oh, shit. Oh, no, shit. Oh, I, I can't say shit in her voicemail. Beth, <laughs> what do I do? How do I re-record a voicemail? My friend Beth is watching with horror and amusement. She mumbles in the background that she doesn't know. Oh, my God. What do I do, Beth? What do I do? How do I re-record this message? 
better, she doesn't know, but to try pressing two. I frantically press the two key, desperately jabbing at it, but nothing happens. Nothing happened, Beth. It's just gone quiet. Oh, I can't leave this voicemail. Oh, no, Beth, help. What do I do? Beth looked at me in my helpless state and said, just hang up. So that's what I did. What else would I do? Could I do? Before you asked, the voice my lady did not read through my options on what to do with all the numbers. Please help. What should I have done? I'm desperate to get out of my current flat. And I worry if this is how the rest of my interactions are going to go, I may never leave my current situation. Also, what is the number to re-record a voicemail? I mean, I think that's the most important information we need here. But Well, I think it, the, the trouble is it varies. Oh, uh, they need to standardise it. They need to standardise it. I would have, before hanging up, I would have jabbed at every single um, key. Like sometimes it's the hash key, sometimes it's two, three, all the just other numbers. Just go three, one, really. two, three, four, five, six. Star, yeah. just, just keep doing it. Until... Anything to avoid leading that, leaving that kind of terrible message. Yeah, because it's it's done now. Because uh, then the temptation would be to call back and 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 um, leave another message, but that one might no. be even worse. You get yourself in knots trying to explain what happened. Then you leave another one trying to explain <laughs> that. Uh, it's it's it is terrible. Um, you could go. I'd probably go around there before they had a chance to get to the answer phone and just say, knock on the window and say, "Can you just delete that voicemail?" <laughs> it's that. I think that's a Seinfeld episode based on something that happened to Larry David in real life, where he left somebody a message <laughs> and it was so bad he tried to break into their <laughs> apartment to steal the tape, get the tape. I, I think it's before they heard in, it. But now yeah, it's giving yeah, me yeah, the idea yeah, that she yeah. needs to break into this letters agency, yeah. delete the voicemail, and then go home and. I think I think if it had been me, I would have been standing there at the entrance to the estate agent first thing the next morning Mm -hmm. to try and talk to them before they had chance to listen to the message. I think what she also needs to remember is that Mm. depending on their mood, when they heard it, it might have amused them. It might have irritated them because it went on so long, but it might just have amused them. I think if you're going to do that to anyone, an estate agent is probably not a bad one because... You know, they are by reputation just desperate for your commission and they'll do anything up to and including listening to an insane uh, voicemail. Um, I don't really think there's much you can do, really. You can can call back and apologise and just say what you want to say. Yeah. Script an apology. Script and then just read it out loud. I I seriously semi-script some... If I know I'm leaving somebody a voicemail or or one of those voice notes that we were talking about the other week. Yeah. I will sketch out what I'm going to say because I'm so bad at voicemails. That's a great idea. Yeah. Because I am that person who I'll re-record it maybe more times than Maxwell's Silver Hammer when the Beatles were making that. Paul would make them do it over and over and over again to get it just right. right. That's nothing compared to me trying to leave a voicemail for somebody. I'm forever pressing the hash key and then pressing three to start again. That's what it is on EE. Oh, okay. Um you know, I do multiple takes, but if you haven't got that option, mm. uh, some kind of disclaimer follow-up that you script in advance is probably your answer. Or the moment where you mess up and you realise that you're going down a terrible path, just hang up immediately and then mm. it looks like you've just lost connection or something and then call back straight away. Yes. That's probably yeah. the best way to yeah. have it in the future. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Okay. Let's go on to Rob in Berlin. A recent incident on Berlin's S-Bahn train system has left me in need of a trip to the GLAP clinic. 
Once again, the simple and unfortunately necessary act of going through a door has proved itself fraught with social dangers. I was walking into a station after a chilly running session, keen to get to my nice warm train on time. The building had those decades-old wooden doors that swing shut like they begrudge being opened in the first place. As I went through, I noticed a fellow and his kid, probably about eight years old, behind me. So I held the door open. But as I was in a rush, I did that thing where you just give the door a bit of extra oomph so that it swings a little further open and you can continue on your way, safe in the knowledge that the person behind you will catch it and hold it for the next one. This is definitely a technique everyone employs, right? Mm -hmm. Except this guy didn't. He just walked through saying danker. So the door, going uncorked, swung back and stopped about a centimetre in front of his young son's nose. The child just just stood there, dazzled. The man looked at me, horrified, with eyes that said, why the hell did you just slam a door in my child's face? Why had my initially polite and immediately well-received gesture, remember the danker, suddenly turned into this? Why hadn't he caught the door, as required by our unspoken social contract? Why am I being blamed for this man failing to protect his son? Despite my extreme sense of injustice, I did what any drifter would have done in my place. I apologised, but in German. So what's the rule here? At what stage do you hand over responsibility for the door holding to the next person? And what's the right way to do it? The extra oomph, then walk away technique is proving insufficient to avoid social awkwardness. What do you think? I wonder if this is something that has changed in the new the new normal times. Oh, I see. I wonder now. This was sent before. Mm. I I wonder now if you have to open the door for anyone anymore. I don't know. I haven't been in this situation since. Have you been in this situation? We've had to hold the door open. I can't. Somewhere? I can't think so. You're not supposed to be within two meters of someone. So mm. you, you're going to be doing the extra oomph thing, aren't you? Yes. So yeah. in a way, the new normal. It's proving beneficial in this situation because you can just do the extra oomph and it's fine. So are you saying this has been solved by COVID? Well, I don't... I mean, it's good to look on the bright side of things, but... Yeah. Problem solved. And that was our podcast. Thank you for for listening. Don't forget to go and have a look at Annabelle's website, by the way, getgetgot.com. Thanks to Man in the Echo for the uh, the backing music and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music. Carla Gowlett took the photos. Kim Rainey designed the artwork. Uh, You can email us. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. And I'll finish this week by saying, remember, Dave has a problem with you. This little jingle I've been working on, what do you think? It's excellent. Do you want me to get it recorded? Maybe put some different sounds on it? Or? Yeah, please. Okay. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, I'll look forward to listening to that next week. <laughs> next week, yeah, right. Uh, it comes from Wise Baroness Louise, who says, Oh, Wise Baroness Louise says, Hello, Annabelle and Jeff. I am a long time listener and long time lurker. I started listening to your radio show when I first, when I got my first radio in my bedroom. Many years ago now, but I've never joined in. It's weird to think there are people 
like that out there. Mm. I suppose at this point, it's been a while since we're on the radio. We've been doing the podcast a while. And I feel like in my head, I've almost got a, a mental list of everybody who listens. Oh. So it's quite nice when a new one comes out of the woodwork like this. That's lovely. Yeah. Uh, to commemorate, commemorate becoming a Patreon supporter, well, I hope you'll be joining us at the live show online. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I'd request a publication for myself. This also coincides with me starting a new job, which so far has been fraught with awkward interactions and internal cringing. Nothing substantial enough to write in about, just a constant stream of micro-drifter moments and me wondering how much easier life must be for the socially competent. And the tall, yeah, Louise. Yeah, and the tall. Why isn't this taught in school, like cycling proficiency, <laughs> but for social skills before you're sent out into the world? I don't know. I mean, maybe we wouldn't have a podcast. We wouldn't have this gang of this podcast, which in some ways is an, is an island of misfit toys for all the people like us. Yeah. There'd be no need for it. And would the world be a sadder place without it? Difficult to say, really. <laughs> be a sadder place for me. Yeah, but you'd be competent. You'd be out there thriving oh, doing, in the world. Doing other things. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I don't know. Let's not think too much about this alternative reality. No. No. Uh, keep up the uh, the work, Lou, or to use my full title, Wise Baroness Louise. Louise, thank you for being with us all these years. Yes, thank you. Good to hear from you. It is. wonder what year she would have got the, her first radio in her bedroom. Do you remember getting your first radio? Yeah, funnily enough, I do. I think I was, I think I got a clock, clock radio when I was about 12 or something. I got one when I was a bit younger than that. Yeah. And I remember, I wasn't a big radio listener back then, but I remember hearing Mike Reed on Radio 1 on The Breakfast Show and it was Mike Reed 275 and 285 at his little jingle. <laughs> How do you remember that? I don't know. Did you things get, you know, like the Cure? I, t- I was talking about adverts on the other podcast with Ed, the adverts that get stuck in your head um, mm. because he is somebody who's prone to using old-fashioned words. Like he uses words like crikey and crumbs a lot. Oh, that's nice. His vocabulary is very similar to that of Penfold from Danger Mouse. <laughs> right, right. Um, and from that, there was an episode where recently he used the word centigrade and I was making fun of him because who uses that word? Mm. Like it, it, it was officially replaced in 1948. 1948. <laughs> and the BBC yeah. haven't used it in the weather bulletins for 35 years. Right, yeah. And yet he didn't think there was anything odd about using centigrade rather than Celsius. Okay. And and then we got from there to talking about old fashioned words used as an as used as a, an affectation, and I always say opal fruits instead of starburst. Mm-hmm. And then we were talking about you know little uh, jingles and things you remember. So obviously opal fruits made to make your mouth water. Yeah. And then I mentioned on Bongo and Bongo they drink it in the mm-hmm. Congo, and he was quite horrified that that existed. So he didn't remember it. So he had no to... remember. Oh. And then, then, then we talk about Kiora as well. And anyway, one of those things that stuck in my head from those days was Mike Reed, Mike Reed, 275 oh. and 285. I don't remember anything else from the radio from that time, just that that little thing. Nice. I wish that, that catchy jingles seem to have gone out of fashion for both advertising and for radio, don't they? I think people don't really watch them anymore, do they? What adverts? TV, yeah, TV adverts. I watched some recently because I was watching the Great British Break Off live, mm. and I thought I'm going to really like get into these adverts. <laughs> I haven't watched them for years. Adverts were they good? No, not really. They need some jingles. They in need them. Some, you're quite right. They need think, some jingles. Think about this. So often when you're watching YouTube, you're forced to watch the first ten or five seconds of an advert. Okay, yeah. wouldn't you be more inclined to watch it if it was something as 
catchy as Umbongo or Kiora. Something you could sing along to afterwards. Yes. yes. There we go. Advertising executives take note. Cookability, that's the beauty of gas. Yeah. All those ones. Birds eye potato, waffles. They're waffly versatile. versatile. Yeah, Annabelle came round the other week. My son was eating a bird's eye potato waffle because mm. I'm trying to keep him in touch with my roots. <laughs> It's not just broccoli and hummus. Um, And uh, I said, when Annabelle gets here, tell her you're eating a potato waffle. And Mm. the first thing he did, and the first thing you said were they're waffly versatile. Of course they do. These things work. Yeah, 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 they do. Advertising agencies. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, Lou, thank you for, um, thanks thanks for emailing in. Thanks for sticking with us all these years. Uh, And here's your episode podicated to you. And if you would like an episode podicated to you, then email us hello at adriftpodcast.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.